you are about to enjoy in It Takes Three Network Podcast. Springtime on the Upper East Side, where the winter chill is supposed to be so last season. But when mittens and scarves are still all the rage, the best thing you can do is just button up and hope for warmer days. Welcome back to another episode of Three Gossip Girls, a Gossip Girl podcast. I'm Liz. I'm Michelle. And tonight we watched season two, episode 19, The Grandfather. Original air date, March 23rd, 2009. Written by Robbie Hull and Eaton Frankel. Directed by J. Miller Tobin. Summary for this episode is quite a long one. (laughs) Devastated by the recent plot twists in her life, Blair turns her back on her prestigious ways of life in favor of a more wild and unpredictable lifestyle, causing Serena and Chuck to have serious concerns about their friend. Vanessa convinces Nate that it may be time to forgive and forget when it comes to his mother's family, who abandoned Nate after his father's scandal. In a misguided effort to be completely honest with each other, Lily and Rufus agree to share lists of their past lovers. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Recipe for disaster already. Yeah. Yeah. The glass full of gossip tonight, I um, did a cop out. No, it's it's never a cop out. You know, I don't have any champagne, but if, if I did have champagne... Um, I feel like it would work with this episode because at the Vanderbilt party, I feel like everyone was drinking champagne or, you know, Don Perignon, whatever it was. So I titled it Drink Drinks. Drink Drinks. (laughs) Because Vanessa is going through it at this party and she needs multiple drinks. Yes. To refresh everyone's memory, the three gossip words this week were trip, legacy, and spiral. Are these making sense now? They were perfect. First off, Trip, I love that you used that. Thank you. Love the use of Legacy and clearly the Spiral, which not only is Blair in a Spiral, but Nate is kind of in one too. Yes. Lots of spiraling going on and that definitely um, leads into us next week as well. So we'll start out with Nate, his storyline, and then we'll go into Blair a bit, and then where our stories meet, we'll uh, talk about it then. So we're outside Nate's house, and Dan and Vanessa are walking up to Nate because they're going to watch the basketball game together, even though Dan and Vanessa probably have no interest, and it doesn't even seem like Nate really has an interest in basketball. I also thought, you know, because of last week where he was like, I just want to watch ESPN, and it's like we're now we're building off of that. Yeah, it's like oh, we reminded everyone he likes sports. Sports. But <laughs> yeah, just was funny because Dan somehow gets involved, and like you know, Dan doesn't care about sports. And also, it's just funny to me that Padge got himself in this yeah, situation. He's like, I'm I'm a you know, uh, it's like a third wheel extension of Vanessa. Exactly. So now he's the third wheel in their relationship, which. I'm sure he doesn't mind because Nate and him were friends before him and Vanessa were dating, sort no, of. No, I know. Uh, but as they're walking, they're discussing Natessa's trip to Europe that they're going to do over the summer, and she's super excited, and they're going to eat pierogies. And they see Nate. They walk up to him. He's speaking with his cousin, Trip. 
and Trip is there to convince Nate to come to their family gathering. The Vanderbilts um, generally have this like big event each year, like a, a family reunion, essentially. But Nate is reluctant because of the way that his grandfather and that side of his family treated him after everything went down with his father. And so then Trip also reveals that he got engaged to his longtime girlfriend, Maureen, and Nate, you know, obviously congratulates him, but is like, mm, he's still reluctant, and Trip gets the picture and he leaves. Vanessa and Dan try to convince Nate to go since he used to love being with his family. Um, he, they used to have summers together and he loved being on the boat with his grandfather, but Nate is not ready to forgive and forget what the Vanderbilts did while he was having his tough time. Can I interject here? Sure, you can. Okay. Don't hate me. Okay. Listeners I would never hate you. <laughs> Not hate me, but be disappointed. The Vanderbilts are on which side of the family? Anne's side. Okay, perfect. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Where was Anne? Where is Anne? Don't know. Okay. No, I, as I'm watching this, I I truly believe that Anne, that Anne was the Vanderbilt. And yes. came from the Vanderbilt family. And so at this party, I'm like, great, we're going to see Anne. Mm-hmm. Where the fuck is Anne? I don't know. It's it's sad to me that, like, continuity-wise, they couldn't get the actress to come in, or maybe they didn't have time for her. Is she I, on the island? No, she she's is. not. She's, she's not, not on the island. No. So it is, it's kind of disappointing that they didn't have her come. Especially, but maybe she's not ready to forgive her family either. They don't maybe. really go into that yet. Maybe. Okay. Yes. Go ahead. But good point that, you know, Anne wasn't there. This is her family. Right. But Dan and Vanessa... After, you know, hours of convincing, they finally get Nate to eventually go to the Vanderbilt Mansion. So we arrive at the Vanderbilt Mansion. It's humongous. It's like a museum. Dan and Vanessa are there to support Nate. They're amazed by this house and they can't believe where they are. Trip comes up to them. Glad to see them again. Glad to see that Nate finally decided to come. And then mentions that grandfather will be so surprised that Nate is coming because Nate was under the impression that grandfather was the one who told Trip to get him to come. But no, that's not the case. Trip kind of tricked Nate into coming. We don't really know why, but right, he yeah. is pissed at him saying, well, you know, if he didn't want him here and didn't want him, didn't want me here and didn't want to apologize to me, then I don't want to be here. And so he's about to get ready to leave while the helicopter that William Vanderbilt is on, you know, comes down to the ground. And what an entrance. Right? What an entrance. And he sees Nate and Nate goes up to him and he welcomes him with open arms and says that we've missed that we've missed you and then the entire family starts clapping which i thought was hysterical oh my God. the the group clap i also felt that it was strange that padge and went, Vanessa were and there. Vanessa Maybe Vanessa, she is the girlfriend. Right, but like Dan but doesn't have Padge, to be there. I'm like, right. why, how did you get yourself in this? Right, and also it's kind of funny after he, uh, William welcomes Nate in, they like all go in and you see Nate, um, Vanessa and Dan just like standing outside like waiting to go in. They're like, oh, this is awkward. Should we go in or not? It's right. It's strange. Right. Like he just completely forgets that he brought friends with him at that point. So later on inside, the children are getting a history lesson of the Vanderbilt Mansion and the history of their family, and then they go into talking about colleges, and Nate does admit that 
while the applications were happening, this is everything that was going on with Howie, and so he thinks he didn't do that well on it. And then William says that he was actually proud of the way that Nate handled everything with his father and actually was the one to push Howie to turn himself in and how honorable that was and that he should really consider you know, taking a, a part in his legacy of being a Vanderbilt. I don't blame him for this. This Me either. You know, you just get your grandfather back in your life. He's a very influential and powerful man. He knows what he wants. His whole family knows what they want. And Nate's the only one who seems not to know what's going on. Yeah, and his grandfather seems like, from our first time meeting him, like a nice guy. Right. Like, oh, okay, I welcome you back. You're my grandson. Of course I wouldn't shun you. you. And I'm proud of you. Yeah, so... From the audience, you're like, okay, William doesn't seem like such a bad dude. They head out to play some touch football, but touch football, a very aggressive game. Did you think of Wedding Crashers? Yes, it's so Wedding Crashers, especially them in like their garb of like rich kid clothes, prep, the J Crew prep. And then they're getting their outfits dirty. I'm like, why? And even I think Mike or Sean in the chat was like, why are they playing in their nice clothes? I'm like, that's. Just what the Vanderbilts do, I suppose. And I just also just loved how manicured the green grass was around the snow. Beautiful. Just a perfect Perfect rectangle carved out for touch football. (laughs) Right. And it is to mention that it is supposed to be spring, but there's still a lot of snow happening and on the ground. So I guess they had to do what they had to do with that. While this aggressive football game is happening, Nate and Dan are playing with the Vanderbilt crew. It's very aggressive. And then Maureen, who's Tripp's fiance, approaches Vanessa and says, Tripp used to be like Nate, you know, someone who didn't really care about the family legacy but the grandfather is very persuasive, and so now he's, you know, finishing up his law school degree, and he's wanting to be a politician as well. And Vanessa feels as though Maureen is wrong saying that Nate could potentially end up just like Trip. and Vanessa's like, nah, that's really, that's not what's going to happen for Nate's career. And then also makes a point to say, well, with your background, and Vanessa immediately is like, wait, what do you mean? Thinking she's going to say something about her not having money. And she says, well, you're an activist in your community. And that's really great, you know, for the public to see that with a partner for Nate. And so Vanessa's just like, oh, and you can tell this conversation is not really sitting well with her. It's also just a very overwhelming conversation to be in. I mean, you you convince your boyfriend to become close again to his family and grandfather, you arrive here, you're watching them play this aggressive game of football in the freezing cold, and then you're approached by the cousin's fiance, who you've never met before. Right. And she pretty much lays out the rest of her life of saying, like, welcome to the next 30 years. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you have no idea. Maureen has no idea how or the inner workings of Nate and Vanessa. Right, she doesn't. So to hear that, would I, I felt like I'd be very overwhelmed. Like, whoa, whoa, Same. whoa, 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 whoa. But I guess if you're coming from Maureen's perspective, she sure, probably yeah. had the same thing happen to her. You know, and they she were, said that too. Yeah. Yeah, they were, they were dating for a long time. They do 
a mention that they were still dating while they were in college. So you can tell they've been together for a while and that this is not the person who she fell in love with once. And now this is her life because of it. And so maybe right. in a way she was kind of like warning Vanessa in like a, a nice way. Like, hey, just so you know, this is probably going to be your life because William is very persuasive. So after this whole football game, we go back to Brooklyn where Dan and Vanessa arrive home and Dan's all beat up from this football game. They're talking to Jenny, who they're plugging Bluefly, the website, over and over again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Very with the times, 2009. And both Dan and Jenny notice that something is definitely wrong with Vanessa and she admits that what Maureen said to her really struck a chord with her and she's worried that the grandfather is going to push Nate into becoming a clone of Trip. And so Dan and Jenny were like, well, if you're really that upset about it, I think you should talk to Nate because he'll he'll listen to you and he'll understand, it, you know, your hesitations with this. So we then have a date at the gallery. Nate and Vanessa are having dinner. She's talking about her concerns and he assures her that she's got nothing to worry about. Of course, this is yeah. You and know. they're talking about how they're going to go on their pierogi tour, and they're so excited about that. And then Nate's phone rings, and it's Trip. He couldn't just let it go to voicemail, but he answers, and he's like, "Hey, Trip. Oh, you and Grandfather are in Manhattan. I can't. I'm on a date." But, you know, tell Grandfather I'm sorry, and that will catch up soon. And then Vanessa immediately is like, no, go. I'm like, well, the pierogies are still hot. Like, come on. Not even that, but you just had all these expressions of, like, are you sure you want to be like this and be a part of this? And and then he answers. He's like, no, 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 I'm on the date with you. And he was sincere about it. He's like, no, I'm with you. And she's like, no, 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 you should go. I know it killed me that killed me I would have not said anything (laughs) if it was me (laughs) and maybe the next day if Trip calls again then I'd be like you know maybe today you should go and hang out it's also one of those things where she's so hurt but like she doesn't want him to go but she also doesn't want to tell him what to do right so it's like she almost has to hear from him again like no 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 you're right you're right you're right you're right Right. Like, Come on, let's not play I these know. games. I know. Vanessa doesn't really, really play hard. games, but in this scenario, it felt She it. doesn't. But then he does get up and leave, and I feel like they had a very genuine, sweet kiss, and like, yeah. oh, you know, I'll talk to you later. Don't forget, we have the party tomorrow. Right. That's where I'll leave their storyline, but let's talk about Serena, Blair, and Chuck for a little bit. First scene of them were at the Vanderwoodsons, and Chuck is returning Serena's phone in which he took to see if Blair changed her number because she's not answering his calls or calling him back. He mentions that she didn't come home last week and he's worried about her. It's not like their girl to be out all night. I can't stand the way he talks. I know, same. (laughs) So Serena mentions how Blair is having a really hard time because of Yale's rejection and she wants them to kind of give her a little space to recoup from this. And so, you know, Chuck and Serena kind of part ways at that. And then at the Waldorfs later on, Chuck heads to see if Blair is okay and finds her to be drinking with his buddy, Carter. He is shocked by this. Can't believe that Blair would ever hang out with such an insect, as he calls him. Right. Yep. 
and wants Carter to reveal what he did with Elle and the Gentleman's Club, in which Carter replies that he only just led her to the money and he feels no remorse for anything that has happened with Elle. Chuck's trying to exploit Carter in front of Blair, and Blair doesn't care about this because she's like, Carter is not even as close to being bad as you, so I'm fine with him. I'm going to take his advice and you should go on your merry way. And so she says that she wants Carter's help over Chuck. And so then Chuck then leaves. He's like, I'm trying to help you. And she says, well, no, actually, where were you when I was struggling this whole time? You were at your stupid little gentleman's club. So I was like, okay. Very well played. It's very true. I felt I was definitely team Blair in this. Like, yeah, you're trying to help me now, but you're a little bit too late. I'm already in my start of my spiral here and I just don't need you. I need something different. Right. And you only want to help when it's now convenient. When it's convenient. Exactly. And so that's a big thing with Chuck and Blair is it's generally never convenient for them to be in a relationship or care about one another. One's always like completely unemotionally there, unavailable for them. So Chuck and Blair. Chuck and Blair. Mm-hmm. Chuck and Blair. We have Serena and Blair shopping. Blair claims that she's over her past life and she's going with the moment in which Carter is helping with that. She says that whatever past behaviors that she would never indulge in, she plans on indulging in them in the fullest and starting this new Blair in which then she leaves without paying for these probably very expensive sunglasses. Yes. And Serena then calls Chuck to have him reach out to Carter because she has a plan. Later on, we go to the Vanderwoodsons where Carter arrives to see Chuck and Serena then enters with a plane ticket to Dubai. She reminds him that she still has the numbers of the police in Santorini and she's not afraid to call them he leaves realizing Serena is serious but wait with mm-hmm. this scene because he's like well I have some you know stuff on you as well do we get into that or no? yes yes okay, we do cool awesome awesome um, awesome I don't remember if it's end of this season or start of next season oh but shit so it's they like drag it does this. come it does come yeah Okay, cool. He realizes, like, yes, like I said, that Serena is serious about her calling the cops on him. He does, as we mentioned, say, well, I have stuff on you. Chuck is obviously confused, saying after Carter leaves, like, what happened in Santorini? Like, everyone wants to know. And Carter does say that his absence won't get their friend back, though. Like, she's already way too far gone and just because Carter is out of the picture doesn't mean that Blair's going to automatically turn around and be this same old Blair again. Right. Like, you're shit out of luck. <laughs> exactly. Like, I didn't, you know, I just was a part of it, but I didn't cause it. Then we see Blair head to some townhouse. A quick scene with that. And then we go back to the Waldorfs where Chuck and Serena are bombarding Dorota with questions like, where did Blair go? We need to know. You can tell that Blair is not the same old Blair. And Dorota finally gives up the address. They head over to where Blair is to find Blair pleading 
to the dean of Sarah Lawrence for an acceptance in which, of course, he can't accept her because she hazed a teacher. Not ever going to happen. She leaves. She's devastated. That was like, I guess what she felt is like her last resort because, of course, why can't she go to Sarah Lawrence? It's like the worst school ever. No, I know, (laughs) but this whole thing of seeing her be so vulnerable and she's acting like a badass not a badass but she's acting like a rebel with carter and towards chuck and serena meanwhile you know she's breaking inside and for to see her do this it's very sad it is it's really sad and she's at her last her wits end and her friends are there and saying like we knew the old you is still in there like you're still fighting and she's like i'm not i'm done fighting for this and please don't follow me i want to be alone did you get ghost vibes from the girl who answered the door of the dean's house (laughs) no she was wearing all white and i'm like i'm getting ghost vibes (laughs) so this is where our story intertwines a bit the next day pretty much all of our kids go to the vanderbilt party chuck and serena go because they know that blair is going to be there and blair is drinking She's dishing out all the tea to everyone. She's super rude that to everyone she comes in contact with. She even reveals to Serena that Dan and Carr had <laughs> sex in the coat closet. Yeah. And Serena, of course, then goes to confront Dan. She slaps him. Very funny scene. He apologizes, and then they laugh it off. A little bit, and um, they head out to get ice for Padge's face. <laughs> but, like, it, it's funny because they're, as much as I feel like they always try to be friends and it just never works, I feel like we're actually there. Not friends. Friends is, like, a hard word to say for them because they do love each other. But I feel like her being able to laugh it off and, like, not... And, like, getting over it pretty quickly was pretty big for them, you know, for a high school student. Yeah, no, it always, they reach the friend zone pretty quickly. We see Nate, who then sees his grandfather and thanks him for his new jacket that has the Vanderbilt crest on it. Trip heads over to the barn where he sees Vanessa. He is sloppy hanging on her like hey Vanessa it's really inappropriate and creepy to me yeah me too he slips and says that Nate was offered an internship at the mayor's office for the summer and Vanessa is obviously confused by this because she said that they're traveling throughout the summer and realizes then that's why Nate had dinner with his grandfather the night before and so she then approaches Nate and confronts him about this, and he admits that he hasn't made a decision yet. Right. But this struck a chord with me a little bit because I feel like, and while I do understand our loss, Nate, I truly do, he doesn't make a mention to tell Vanessa any of this and then just all of a sudden says to her, I haven't made a decision yet. It's like, well, but you made the decision to come with me to Europe over the summer like that was your decision and now that you have this other I I don't if it was me I'd be like wait there is no decision here like you already made your decision I know know. I think 
as a teenager, if I was watching this, I would be like, oh, my God, how could you go against Vanessa? Me as an adult, it's like, okay, you're a teenager. You've been waiting for something to happen. Finally, a career, not a career, but a clear choice, a path is presented to you. You don't want to piss off your girlfriend, so you're going to be like, oh, I know we made this commitment. But, like, talking about a trip is just, I'm not going to say there's no weight in it, but it's just talk. Right, that's true. And, like, there is no confirmation if they ever bought these plane tickets and made reservations for hotel rooms yeah. and things and like I'm that. and I'm not saying you should go back on your word. However, if, you you know, your girlfriend pretty much convinced you to reconnect with your family, you get reconnected with your grandfather, and then he offers you an internship, you don't have college plans, to me it's like, yeah, no fucking duh. Yeah. Sorry. Right. As an adult, like, it's like, yes, actually, you're giving someone who's lost needs a clear plan. This is a clear plan. And Nate, you know, decides to do it. And obviously, Vanessa's upset about this and they argue. And he ends the conversation saying that his grandfather believes in him. And so he walks away. Elsewhere, Blair is making scenes with women telling them about their husbands and scandals and things and so chuck has to escort her out and they do their typical chuck and blair cat and mouse with each other and before anything can go real far chuck does stop and says that this is not the blair that he wants and she says well you're never gonna get that blair because she's gone and so she leaves and she's upset and i'm sure embarrassed by all this (laughs) so she heads to this dark cold room in which (laughs) nate joins her i guess after he had his argument with vanessa he wanted to you know take a moment to himself and he decides to take off his jacket and give it to blair because it is cold in there and they talk about the old days when they first met and first started dating he brought blair to the vanderbilt mansion when she was like 12 or 13 years old and they're just reminiscing about not like having a plan then and now of course their lives didn't work out that way which is like everyone has that like realization you know when you're 10 you think you're gonna be this person and then you go and you're 20 and you're like well shit I'm not that person right and until you actually experience it you're kind of like oh my god you don't experience it until you're in it right and so they're both in it and they're like wow this isn't turning out the way we actually pictured it Yes. To, sh- to sum up what happens there, he does tell Blair, don't become someone else. Be the Blair that we know you are. I'm trying to be part of my family's legacy. And like they just they have to do that. What's right for themselves. And so Blair is like kind of shook by this conversation. She's like, oh, Nate, when did you become so smart and philosophical? Like <laughs> I had no idea you have some like, you know, zhuzh to you. And so he gets up to go leave, and she's about to say something, but decides to say, "You don't forget your coat." And so he, Vanessa finds Nate then after that, and she says, "Well, I just wanted to let you know that I believe in you too." And they're about to really have a conversation, but then William starts making a speech about his grandson, in which he tells Nate to come up on stage, and then Nate whispers, "I'm sorry." And so you're kind of like, oh, he's probably going to accept this internship. That's fine and dandy, Mm -hmm. right? 
And I don't, but like from all of this, I didn't get the fact that they broke up. Right. Because apparently the audience doesn't see it though. After he's making his speech, so Nate gets on stage and he starts speaking. Apparently, he's a great public speaker. Yeah, he was great. <laughs> Who knew? He I mean, he was in a play last week. He was totally honest. That's he was true. Great doing that. That's so true. And so he does admit that he has accepted his grandfather's um, internship to the mayor's office, and that that's what he'll be doing for the summer. They zoom in on Vanessa. She's obviously devastated by this news. So then after that, you don't see what happens between Nate and Vanessa. And so it's revealed that Vanessa did end up leaving without saying anything to Nate. Later on at the loft, Dan and Vanessa and Jenny are discussing the party. And Jenny says, oh, my God, I can't believe you guys broke up. And Vanessa's like, well, I don't really think we broke up. I don't really know what happened. I just kind of left. And so then Dan gives her the advice to give Nate some space And that have him come to you. Maybe he's going through a little bit of a rough patch right now. And you guys will talk it out eventually. Just just let him like have a turnaround. Later on at the Vander Woodson's, Chuck is admitting to Serena that he's losing Blair. And so she tells him to fight for Blair. It's like, how many times do we do this, right? (laughs) So he heads over to Blair's place and Dorota is tells Chuck that Blair is asleep and that she you know she'll give him give her the message that he came by but Miss Blair is asleep and like please do not disturb her and so we have a scene upstairs where Nate and Blair are together and she's like thanks for making sure I got home okay it's dark in the room she's obviously changed her clothes and so Everyone in the audience is like, oh, shit, what's going to happen here? Because he's about to leave and she pulls his hand in and says, stay. And so, yeah, you, know, you see him like contemplate this. Downstairs, there's this moment that Chuck sees something across the room and you don't know what it is. And he walks over to pick up Nate's jacket, knows it's Nate because it has the Vanderbilt crest on it and realizes that Nate's upstairs with Blair. Which to me, the look he gives is just oh like my god, this pure, and then like, they have to do that pan, like the three time pan, like they did oh, with yeah. Car and Dan. Yeah. But I was like, well, maybe let's give Blair the benefit of the doubt, and Nate, like maybe she just wore his coat home. She was cold, but I know. But right. obviously, as the audience, you know that she's with Nate upstairs, so. Poor Chuck, right? He, and Chuck would never know that she actually ended up with Nate's coat. Right. He wouldn't know. But I'm just saying, like, you know, to to jump to conclusions, he's like, oh, shit, Nate's upstairs. And so we do know he is upstairs. Yeah. So before we wrap everything up, of course, we have to add our parents into the mix. Yes. We start out the episode. Lily and Bex, our good old friend Bex, are discussing art. And Lily gets a call from Rufus. Bex is surprised Lily is so cool with everything that has happened and reveals that Rufus and her dated in which Lily pretends like she knows and she tries to save face (laughs) um, without making it really awkward. And so then Lily goes up to Rufus and confronts her in which he believes that it, of course, it wasn't a big deal because they never were girlfriend, boyfriend. They just dated a couple of times and he never thought to bring it up. And so Lily's like, okay, well, we should make lists of all of our past lovers. So stupid. And Rufus is like, this is a disaster, but okay. 
And she says, yeah, we'll exchange later after dinner. So during the day at the Vanderwoodson, Serena does find Lily making her list, which this is so awkward. And she picks up the list and she's reading it and realizes like, ew, mom, this is like your sex list. I don't want to read this. And Mm. also Rufus should definitely not read this because your list is like over two pages long. Like how embarrassing. And so she says, "You before you give Rufus your list, make sure it matches up with his. And so Lily does take that into consideration because later that evening after dinner, they exchange lists and Rufus goes first by volunteering. And he has about 13 people on the list. And Lily's like, oh, this is, this is wonderful. And before... You know, he he says, I, okay, you know, it's my turn to read yours. And she goes in her bag, but only picks up one page out of two and gives it to Rufus, in which he says he's actually relieved because it's not as many people as he thought it was going to be. And so she's like, oh, okay, great, yeah. And then the next day, they, of course, order takeout, and Rufus goes in Lily's bag to see if she has got cash for tip, in which, of course, he finds the other page. Why do and we have the them chat, in there? Come on. Right? What? And which, which is crazy to me, too, because she has one of the pa- the other second page, like, folded in her wallet. And so I was like, it's ballsy for Rufus to, like, I would have yes. just, like, mind-numbingly, like, t- taken out the piece of paper and, like, threw it back in the bag and not opened it, you know? Yeah, same. I would have never opened it. I would have gone just for the cash and not yep. opened the, the yep. note. But, of nope. course, he does. Of course. And as they're eating, he's really standoffish and nasty to her. And so he reveals that he found this second page. And they have a fight, of course. And he leaves to only return later with a list of all the things that Lily loves and the things that keep her happy. And that's the only list he cares about. So and cute. the past is for you know forgotten about and they make up. And really, that is all we have for this episode. Yes. Uh, my question for you, though, is why yeah. do you think that Trip lied to Nate about William and, not, and knowing that he was coming to the family reunion? I'm confused by it. Like, why do you think William let on or con- told Nate that William was aware or wanted yeah. him to come? Right. Like, why would he I think try to, to get-, get Nate to come to the Vanderbilt mansion if he knew that him, him and his grandfather were not speaking to each other? I think Trip just wanting Nate to be a part of the family again. To have someone... In his generation. That's true. So they can up uprise together. And so he can almost have a partner in crime. Yeah. And of course, just trying to keep the family together, he would say this lie to get Nate to come. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just wanted to see what your take on it was because yeah. he seems like he generally cares about Nate. And then when they get to the Vanderbilt mansion, Nate's like, wait, he doesn't even know I'm coming. It's kind of like a wider trip lie about that. Because really, we only meet Trip, and he's around. You know, he's a little bit older than Nate, but in yeah. the same age range. So it's like, let's have. I want someone who's on my level. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. All right, so we'll take a break and come back in a few with our segments. Okay. Oh. 
I'm April. And I'm Steph. And, and we're, we're from, from the, the Thurs Podcast. Do you like pop culture news, reviews and discussion? Are you deeply invested in Army Hammer and Timothy Chalamet's friendship? Do you constantly find yourself debating which Hollywood Chris is best? Have you lost sleep over the horror that is Ben Affleck's back tattoo? Then, then we're the podcast for you! Every few weeks we get together to talk about what we're enjoying or what we're looking forward to in the world of TV, film, music and more. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud and Stitcher by searching for The Thirst Podcast and you can also find us over on Twitter at The Thirst or on Instagram at The Thirst Pod. Listen to an episode and let us know what you think. Bye! Bye. All right, so we're back from break. We're going to start with our trivia section, of course. The episode title is based off of the movie The Godfather, which you did predict last week. I mean, it's pretty easy. Pretty easy, yeah. Dorota is supposedly Polish, but her rant to Chuck and Serena is apparently in Ukrainian. Oh. Interesting. Okay. Yes. And TV.com had Nate as its MVP this week. Music in this episode, we have Kids by MGMT, I Can Make You Feel It by Home Video, Band Aid for a Fracture by One Silver Astronaut, Slip Away by The Shore, and Be Alright by VN. All right. So we're going to go over to our questions and comments on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we have Mrs. Boquist on Instagram. She says, I am glad I was able to catch the last 15 minutes of the Netflix party. I loved everyone's reactions, especially to the end of the episode with Blair and Nate and Chuck. She says, still so much happens from now until the end of the season, and I cannot wait for Michelle and the newbies to react to it. I agree. We have Muse Chick on Instagram. She says... Once again, I had a really good time at the Netflix party. You guys keep me sane. Thank you. Aww, yeah, thank thank you. you. I did not expect the episode to turn the way it did. I was glad Nate made up with his grandfather, but I don't like the fact that the grandfather only seemed to want him there so he can pursue him and continue his legacy. I'm glad he wasn't treating Vanessa and Pad wrong, but still it was like his goal since the beginning to get Nate back into the family. I don't like this Blair. I like the one that has the one-liners and is always just being moody and funny, and I know always <laughs> plotting. I'm surprised she actually shoplifted. They are so mean of her to tell Serena about Padge and Rachel, but then she was just being mean to everybody if she, that she came across. I like that she doesn't take anything out on Dorota. I feel like she knows that Carter is bad news, but was with him anyway. Because like you said, she is spiraling, but I'm glad they got rid of him, even though I think he's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> Same. I just don't get Chuck. I mean, I can't stand them sometimes. He actually does nice things. I thought he was going to get through to Blair until she turned it around on him. The scene between Serena and Padge was actually really funny. I liked the slap. And the scene with Rufus and Lily, just the storyline when people swap lists. Why do they even do it? Now when I listen to Nine Inch Nails, I'm going to think that Lily slept with Trent Reznor. <laughs> but that ending? No. Tell me she's not going to be stupid enough to sleep with Nate or that Nate is going to cheat on Vanessa because I don't think they broke up. Do you think Chuck will confront Nate or Blair about what he saw? Yes, of course. In next episode? Yeah, totally. Okay. I think Chuck is going to grab and be like, Nathaniel, <laughs> how dare you? Do you think that Nate would sleep with Blair and do that to Vanessa? 
Okay. <laughs> I really, really don't want him to. Right. I really don't think a a right minded Nate would do that. Mm-hmm. But then again, he slept with Serena, right? He did. Yeah. And that was a long time ago, but still. They were under the influence, too, but. Yeah, but, you know. Um, and, wait, wait, Blair and Nate never slept together, right? They did, actually. They, um, ended, they actually did After uh, Chuck All of and Blair did. Okay, they did, yeah. right. Okay, I wasn't sure if it actually did happen or if it didn't actually happen. Yeah, it, it has happened before. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna say no. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna think. I'm gonna say no. I think maybe she'll try, and he'll be like, no, and maybe they'll talk more. Okay, great. Do you think Carter is gone for good? No. Okay. That is all Vic has said. So thank you, Vic, for sending thank your you, questions. Uh, we have Dell underscore Vasto. Happy Thursday, Michelle and Liz. My favorite part of this episode was that wonderful Sag moment we had with Serena slapping Padge, and then they were both smirking after. It was great. I can agree. It was a good scene. I just don't know what it was, but I really enjoyed the way they looked at each other after and then smiled. Oh my gosh, my goodness, Sag. So cute. Is this a Sag award? It's a Sag award. The slap. Oh, I like Mm -hmm. it. Um, he says, oh, Lily and Rufus making the lists. They both should have known nothing good was going to come of that. I like how Rufus ended it with a list of the things that make Lily happy. It was a good save. I get agree. Agreed. Side note, during this whole scene, all I kept thinking about was that I want those egg rolls. Same. <laughs> Same. And then what killed me is when Lily goes, just let me have a few. I don't want to feel too guilty. I'm like, a few? <laughs> I, what is good enough, honey? <laughs> but hey, she's living her best life, right? You do you, Lily. He said, Serena made mention to Carter of something that happened in Santorini. Do you think we'll find out what happened or was it just a one-liner? What do you think it could be? I think, they, I think they've hooked up and I think they've gotten into trouble together. In Santorini. Yeah. Okay. Drugs, maybe? Money? Right. Stealing? What 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 do rich people get in trouble for, right? Yeah. He said, I counted either four or five headbands. Seems a little low, though. <laughs> Wait till you hear Me my too. number of uno. Me too. Uh, quotes, I always wanted a football injury to impress the ladies. A touch football injury. <laughs> Last week, Michelle yeah. asked if I was ever in any of my high school plays. I was in one of them in 10th grade. He says, he says in grade 10, he goes, but whatever the American way to say that is. So in 10th grade. <laughs> no, because that was what we were talking about with the Scrubs podcast. Because Sarah Chalk was today. She's like, in grade 12, in American 12th grade. Oh, that's like, funny. Yeah, we can figure that out. <laughs> yeah. He says, uh, they put on Miracle on 34th Street. I was a random person in the large group scenes. It was not as high end as the one in Gossip Girl, but one of the little kids ended up getting lice and they had to wash all the costumes. (laughs) And we ended up going through cans of hairspray because it's the one thing that prevents lice. Oh, my my gosh. He sent me me three possible gossip words, and he says, can't wait to hear your comments, M. 
So thank you, Michael. Thank you. On Twitter, I just wanted to shout out a few people that were reaching out to us this past week. We had um, at Reckless Harmony says, have been listening to at three Gossip Girl pod while delivering. I'm almost caught up. Yay. Oh, yay. Fun to have you. Um, and then there was someone else at Frey Jarts. They sent us this funny meme, which I will show with you, Michelle. It's of Chuck and Blair, and I thought you guys should see it. So thank you for sending that our way. I will definitely show Michelle the funny uh, Chuck and Blair meme. Thank you to everyone who sent us their questions and comments. We love reading them on the podcast. I also wanted to shout out Letitia and Jess this week that we're recording is their birthdays. So we hope you guys had a wonderful week um, as much as you can. Michelle and I also had our birthdays in quarantine, so we understand (laughs) what it's like. Um, So we're here for you and we love you guys. So thank you so much for pledging with us for all of these years. You guys have been with us for years. The best. Yes. So let's go into fashion. I had two headbands. I had one. (laughs) Was it Maureen's headband? Yes. I don't remember who the other headband was. I did take my notes a few days ago, so I'm lacking in remembering everything that I wrote down here. I'm like, oh, shit. My MVP? I'm like, that's who I picked? (laughs) Yeah, I'm struggling on my shittiest, to be honest. Yeah, it was hard. Um, But I did like Lily's big teardrop crystal earrings. Mm -hmm. She's got good earrings. I loved, okay, so Vanessa's square hoop earrings. Kristen Cavallari, Uncommon James, she makes an exact pair. You can get them right now. And they're I cute. think they're, they're 40% off. They're so cute. Nice. But yeah. But as soon as I saw them, I was like, oh my God, those are Uncommon James hoop earrings. <laughs> but I love them. I love the square hoop. Yeah. I also liked in at the party, she had those like layered gold chains, which yeah. I'm like, that's so in now, so all those. Even, like, last week with her neon bag, I was like, Vanessa is on trend for today. For today, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Blair's anchor necklace, I loved that. Love it. I love Blair's multi-print jacket when she's shoplifting Shoplifting. sunglasses. Mm -hmm. Do you notice Padge had an actual, like, gray sweater with a nice plaid shirt underneath? I did notice that. Good for you. I liked Nate's uh, navy blue sweater when he arrives at the Vanderbilt house. Yeah. Chuck's navy trench and those brown shoes. I just thought everything looked very nice together. I love Lily's reading glasses. Uh, She's got great glasses. So we'll go into some quotes. I love Serena saying, you mean the plotting? When Chuck says, maybe I can lick them for her. Oh, and Serena's Ew. like, get out of my room. I love this part with Dorota. It is old Miss Blair and now new Miss Blair. Like old Miss Serena, now new Miss Serena. Very hard to keep track. <laughs> when Lily got sassy towards Ruthie, it's like, it's a shame we never see each other. I love that. That was so good. I feel like that's mm-hmm. like something I would say. Like, oh, it's a shame that we don't hang out every day and we're in a relationship. Right. What is this? Good cop, fast cop? Sorry, Michelle, what'd you say? That was so good. No, I was just laughing. Oh, okay. Because it like cracked and I'm like, oh shit, what was she saying? Oh no, I was just laughing. Um, Dishonest, bad news can't be worse than you. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the next 30 years. Victory never tasted so sweet. 
I like Chuck says, enough. I'm not going to play Where is Waldorf all night. Yeah, that was so good. <laughs> I'm like, clever. What happened in Santorini? I believe in you too. Um. All right. Do you want to go into MVP and shittiest? You still need a minute for your, uh, your shittiest. I have my MVP. I still, to be honest with you, pondering on my shittiest. Okay. Well, maybe it will come to you. Yeah. We'll do MVP th- first. Okay. Three. Three. Two. Two. One. One. Serena. Nate. Oh. You picked Serena? I did, and I'm actually shocked at myself that I wrote this four <laughs> days ago. But I did write that I enjoyed how much she was concerned for Blair. She got Carter out of the picture. She was mature about Dan and Rachel obviously we know she slapped him but like right after that I felt like okay she was good and like also she slapped Padge I gotta give her props for that because Padge she needs a slap did. sometimes mm-hmm. you know but mm-hmm. Nate please please discuss okay so I chose Nate because I I think I really just enjoyed his conversation with Blair mm-hmm. that the fact that he took time to sit with her, but also that he said that at, almost at the same time, like we both just feel like we're lost yeah, and that we don't know what we're doing and things aren't always turn out the way they seem. He was hesitant on going to his grandfather, but took the advice of his girlfriend. Yes. You know, so that was good and showed up. And to me, I mean, again, maybe we'll get to know his grandfather and yes, his grandfather wants to keep the legacy going and the whole power thing but i don't know his grandfather doesn't seem like a bad guy yet right so and it's finally a direction and nate is at a shitty year the worst year the worst (laughs) year so let nate feel the comfort of family in this time and you know what vanessa is the one that told him to go out Yes, so she did. He took the advice of his girlfriend and I and I'm I mean as much as I want to be mad at him for taking back the idea of the pierogi tour, but maybe we can do that before you intern or after you intern. Yeah. I mean, what if what if Vanessa got an amazing internship opportunity at a studio or with a famous director who did documentaries? And is she not supposed to take that because right. Nate expects her to go to Europe on a pierogi tour? Yeah, I know. It's good. I I love your uh, enthusiasm and rebuttal to what I was feeling. I do, as I talk about it with you, I understand it more. And actually watching it tonight, watching it for the first two times, I was like, all right, I see where Nate's coming from. Then watching it tonight, for some reason, I was so, like, mad at Nate for some... I don't know why, but I just I just felt bad for Vanessa. I was like, no. wow, that's so shitty, man. I'm no, sorry. I feel for her, too. I'm not I don't want to take it away because I like I said in the chat, Vanessa and Nate, to me, are the only relationship I'm rooting for me and too. who I think makes sense. Yeah, same. Who when they're on screen, I'm like, oh, wow, I actually like you guys. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. So I don't want them to fight and I, I'm not discrediting her planning this trip to go to Europe and and I feel bad for her but I'm also like Nate finally got an opportunity and he's had a fucking shit year right you're so right thanks mom for giving me the uh 
No, but also <laughs> I get also of like falling back into that lifestyle and maybe Nate's not even aware of that's what he would want to be in. Yeah. Right. Is he's very impressionable in the sense of like he's lost. We say it all, all the, time. the time. Yes. Thank you, Michelle. I love it. Yeah. Uh yeah. shittiest. I'm not happy with it, but I just went with my gut to begin with. My, when I watched I a couple of days ago, this is what why I chose this person. I I'm like I I don't even have one right now. It's all and right. for me to not have one in Gossip Girl, it's like what? Do you want me to just tell you who mine is? I I want to discuss it. Okay. Like I I yes, I want to hear it, and maybe I will agree with you, but. Because I'm going over in my head who I think is the shittiest, and I feel that every person, it makes sense for everything they did, and nothing made me feel like they deserve the shittiest title. Yeah, and I can agree with that, Um, and I don't really have great reasoning as to why my person is the shittiest. Okay, can I just I'm not completely happy. I I chose Blair. Okay. Yeah, um, mostly for the beginning of the episode, but then towards the end, you know, I do recognize why she is acting out and but then like she has a talk with Nate and you're like okay maybe Blair will have a turnaround uh so I don't really have great reasoning she just pissed me off probably the most and that's about it <laughs> what do, I mean what do you feel you know what's going to happen but when she reaches for Nate not to go mm-hmm. it's like you know the 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 boy who's in love with you, this is his best friend. You have a history with Nate. So you you just either don't care or you're just, I'm fine with taking care of me right now. And again, we don't know what happened. So this is all, right. we're all speculating, right? I am interested to see what you have to say next week. Yeah, Because obviously we can't just leave it at that. We have to know what happened. So we will find out. And... um yeah, I mean, I think, obviously I know what happens, but Nate is just safe. She's always safe with Nate. And so she's probably in her brain like, oh, let me go back to how I used to feel, what I used to know. Nate's what I used to know. So I just feel like she just feels comfort in that, regardless if it's a sexual comfort or not. It's still like comfort. And it also brings her back to where from the same world. Right. Same world. And right now she's she didn't get into her college. Then she couldn't get into Sarah Lawrence and she's spiraling and she was hooking up with Carter and she doesn't know what to do. And so now the fact of, oh, my gosh, Nate, I just had a connection. Now I remember we both were in the same circles in the same society and we're in the same page right now and maybe this maybe I should do this right now because like I think Blair is just looking for any outlet that will take her and that will make sense I mean the fact that she threw herself at Chuck and Chuck's like no no it's not good (laughs) it's like how many times are we gonna do this no not right now not right now Chuck not right now Blair and also as Nate told his grandfather like he doesn't know if he's gonna get into college or any, right. you know, and so he is just as lost as Blair is yes. right now because they both yeah. don't know what their future holds. So Nate right. finally kind of grasped onto something that he feels can be his future. And so I think Blair is mm-hmm. like, oh, mm-hmm. OK, that's actually really attractive and yep. gives me hope that 
maybe and so she, so that's why she would want to continue to like see nate or hang out with nate mm-hmm. makes sense mm-hmm. so but that's mm-hmm. why i chose blair it's not my favorite choice but picked someone yeah. you know yeah i'm going to our patron of the week patron of the week it's patron of the it's week patron of the week it's This week I chose our lovely friend Chloe, who Chloe. lives in the UK. She's on a different time zone as us, and I would love for her to join one of our Netflix party sometime, please. She's like, it's going to be midnight for me, but I'll try and stay awake, but I don't think she made it tonight, no. so no, we missed you. Um, but she's called Cutie Pie because she's adorable, and she has a blog, which I will link in the show notes if you guys want to check that out. But she's been mentioning us on a lot of her social media, and we want to thank her for giving us a shout-out. And she's been listening to this podcast and the other ones we have on the network, and so we're just super appreciative and love you very much. Thank you, Chloe. So, Michelle, it's time for some three gossip words. Three gossip words. Three gossip words. And the title for next week is Remains of the J. <laughs> and our three remains gossip words. Remains of the words, J? Wait, wait. J remains of the Remains of the J which is based off of Remains of the Day, which is a movie. J, J, J as in, A-Y? No, J as in just the letter J. Oh, okay. <laughs> and our three gossip words for this episode are alliance, birthday, finances. And I will give you the floor. <laughs> Okay, do you want to hear where my mind instantly went? Yes. Okay. Uh, I think of Jenny. I think of Nate. I think of their friendship. I think of how they have this weird bond and how they're going to form an alliance. Okay, against who? Or Um, in honor of... I don't think it's against anyone. I think it's just a secret friendship to express feelings. Okay. I don't know why. Again, it's just the J reminded me of little J. Right. I mean, you have to give me that, right? I would totally give you that. Birthday. Um. Well, it's obviously somebody's birthday. Is it Nate's birthday? We already had Blair's birthday, right? We had Blair's birthday. We know Dan is already 18. Um. Da- so Dan's 18, Blair's 18. Yes, I think that is all so far. Okay, so maybe it's Nate's birthday, and he has this, like, he's going back and forth with feelings for Blair, and he invites, obviously, Padge to his party, and Jenny, and Jenny to the party, and Jenny, he confides in Jenny for feelings, but also has feelings for Vanessa, so he doesn't know what to do. It's typical Nate. And so the remains is, like, my remaining relationship with jenny but doesn't necessarily mean a romantic physical one, one. Okay. a romantic one is just they obviously always had a bond even Definitely. early on i mean they were talking on the stoop season one together so right and then finances i mean this this just fits the whole 
realm of Gossip Girl. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe Nate still has to deal with his finances. I feel as though we've set this up, so we're going to see more of Nate. So maybe it does have to do something with him. But then again, this whole, like, secret society, are we done with that? No. Um, but Chuck? For a minute. For a minute. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm just going to lean towards that of figuring out finances with Nate. Okay. I think it's going to be Nate heavy and Blair and Nate's birthday and Jenny somehow intertwined. Okay. Love those predictions. <laughs> Thank you. You did great. Uh, so with all that, who do you think is Gossip Girl this week? It's such a shame because I didn't think of Gossip Girl once. Yeah, same. Well, she had never spoke really in this whole episode, so... So how is one supposed to make a prediction? You're absolutely right. Do you think it's Rachel? She's still in town and... Fucking Rachel, man. <laughs> to me, that was like such a clear a clear one. She's just, you know, bunking up in New York and writing her novels and Gossip Girl blasts. Um, who do I think Gossip Girl is? Uh, it's so hard. I, I really... Because I could say anybody, but I have no nothing to back it up. Right. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's not your fault. Um I'll go I'll go with Jenny. Jenny. Okay. Just because when I believe and maybe I'm wrong and I don't know why I'm imagining this, but this is the only thing I'm hanging on is when Padge and Vanessa came home. Jenny was on her laptop. Mm. She was. So I think Jenny <laughs> was writing some Gossip Girl blog, and then she like discreetly mm-hmm. closed out of her page, and mm-hmm. because she's getting all the four one one on like Vanessa and Nate and the Vanderbilts and all of that, and they could update her on what happened. Right, they can. So it's good. That's, it's logical. It's very logical. Thank you. That's who I'm choosing. Okay, this week. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. And thank you, thank you to everyone who joined us for our Netflix party. We love doing this every single week. It's so much fun to talk to you guys and uh, watch the episode at the same time. We can see, you know, real time reactions. It's it's really fun. And so if you'd like to be a part of that, you can head over to it takes three network.com and join our Patreon fam that week. That way you don't miss a live stream with us and get some cool bonus goodies. If you want to reach out through our social media, we're at three gossip girls pod on everything and at Gmail. And we will see you guys next week for the remains of the J. Pretty sure it's remains of the J. I keep calling it the remains of the J. Just remains of the J. It just remains of the J. Yeah. You know you love us. XOXO. Gossip Gossip Girls. Girls.